0: Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here. And obviously, if you can hear in my voice, I'm still under the weather. This will not go away, but nevertheless, the show must go on. And so, with that, let's start because basically, our deep dive today, if you will, is called How We Lose Our Reality. And I think this is actually an important one because if you didn't know, we lie to ourselves on average four times a day, it's usually harmless. One more donut won't kill me. You know, that that tends to be the type of things that we tell ourselves in order to get instant gratification. We also lie in order to procrastinate, to convince ourselves that we can achieve something we most likely can't. So, for example, the Olympic runner in the lane next to Usain Bolt has to convince himself that he is indeed the fastest man in the world, despite the evidence, to the contrary, literally warming up next to him. So, without that extra push, though, we wouldn't really have a chance. And that's part of it. And so what happens when we lie to ourselves based on misinformation and disinformation? Now, part of it is the innocuous side of, okay, one more donut won't kill me and it won't that day. But the answer, interestingly enough, is something known as the Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, if you're not familiar with this, it's a cognitive bias in which the individual believes they have more knowledge in a subject than they really do. Therefore, they dig into a position which makes it harder to recognize the truth. And even when they're confronted with evidence to the contrary, they continue to persist in that essential belief. In this vein, the world can be pretty easy to, to lie to and lie to it convincingly. So, what happens when well-crafted lies and falsehoods become pervasive on society? Division and eventual societal breakdown if the lies are left unchecked. Now, this should, unfortunately, sound familiar. I mean, we have basically been witness to the onslaught of demonstrably false information ingested, uh, basically, by those with a confirmation bias towards that disinformation. And thanks to the Dunning-Kruger effect, they believe they're right to the point where others aren't simply just wrong. They're evil. And we're starting to see this now just as the Israeli, you know, Hamas war starts uh, going on. I read in a statistic coming out of CBS News recently that said something like 90 percent of the information that are being reviewed by uh, reporters and vetting and good news organizations vet all of this stuff. About 90 percent of it was was fake or misleading in some way, shape or form. It's about to get way worse for the record due to, um, you know, basically artificial intelligence and the evolution that we are seeing in this. Now, in past, basically, videos, podcasts, radio shows, articles, all this kind of stuff, I've written on just how effective ChatGPT and its competitors for the record are. At creating authori- basically authoritative-sounding fake news that could easily sway an audience uh, the size of the United States. Now, in my previous article, a fictitious 2028 candidate was uh, essentially reported to have murdered somebody 20 years ago previously and tried to cover it up. ChatGPT did the rest for me by filling in those shockingly astute blanks. It's an article that I wrote uh, for smirconish.com where you can literally see the opening paragraph of of essentially the blanks that it filled in, and it was shocking now imagine an artificial intelligence generating thousands thousands of fake but very realistic news quote unquote news websites all with variants of that news, uh, and then controlling thousands of bots on basically the politically charged X or other or other social media platforms arguing with actual humans that can't tell the difference, that don't understand or realize that these aren't humans. This is basically AI designed to argue with them. And so with the onslaught of quote-unquote evidence from all these fake news sites and the humans that you think you're interacting to, a real person would really start to question everything they knew about their information. This is essentially the portents for the 2024 election. And now this is only one tool in the disinformation arsenal because we are evolving our technology to make it worse. Deep fakes are finally to the point where they cannot distinguish, uh, basically be distinguished from fact for fiction for a lot of people. And the war right now that's going on in Gaza is essentially showing us that way. Now, going back to that previous example, now think about that, that fake fictitious 2028 presidential candidate that claims, uh, or the claims have been that he, he murdered somebody 20 years ago and hit the body, all fake news, but basically, on top of it, you've got, let's say, the, the, his, his supporters questioning their support, and along comes a damning video that clearly shows his car and his face from 20 years previously. That candidate, who I just called Smith, is caught dragging a body from his trunk, rolling it over a cliff, and then driving away. It's all artificially generated, but it's so realistic that it even has Smith's accurate expressions, his gait a voice that is indistinguishable from the actual human. Depending on his political affiliation, the other other side's media ecosystem is going to explode all over the world, and despite repeated denials, Smith, essentially the candidate, is tarnished within hours. Actual fact-checking news performs its due diligence, and the next day, or maybe the day after that, they put out reporting that proves it's false. But it doesn't matter. Because the other side is going to scream cover-up anyway, and many of his supporters are not going to be updated on this, and so here we are. And if you don't think this can happen, feel free to ask Tom Hanks. Because recently, an alleged dental plan company used an AI likeness of this famous actor in their advertising. Mr. Hanks publicly had to claim that this was an unauthorized AI version of himself. How many of his fans, in passing, didn't get that memo, if ever? And that's what we're talking about. And that's an innocuous thing, basically. But Tom Hanks isn't hawking dental insurance plans. But if you saw that, you'd be like, oh my God, Tom Hanks is hawking dental insurance plans. It was very realistic. Deep fake technology is so good now that it's even being used to de-age actors so effectively that Tom Hanks, of this example, also said that people wouldn't care if an AI version of himself kept making films after his death. And why not? I mean, they've got his mannerisms, his gait, his voice, you know, his comedic sense of timing, perhaps, if the AI is that good. I mean, people are already falling For literal fake news broadcasts, if you didn't know, earlier in 2023, uh, Chinese intelligence created Wolf News. This is a news network, quote-unquote, that was purely AI-generated. The initial video news starring AI-generated humans was slightly crude, to be fair, though they've obviously improved that dramatically. Since then, we've had an entire year of improvements. Wolf News obviously taking a pro-China position on everything is exactly what is at stake here. As the technology improves, humans are less able to discern fact from fiction. From an information warfare standpoint, this is only going to get worse. So what is stopping, for example, like a far-right authoritarian movement from generating a news broadcast and saying whatever they want? They could include intertwining, though, obfuscated themes of racism, fascism, and more into basically a more, and inject it into a more moderate public zeitgeist without really being checked. And we are seeing those kinds of things as well, just pervasive in society at the moment. Would anybody notice? And how many would start leaning, let's say, in this case, further right on the political spectrum, or further left if the left did it in some way, shape, or form, because this information simply made sense to them. It confirmed their bias. Dunning-Kruger effect. This is how we lose our reality. We all know somebody. We all know somebody, whether it's a close relative, a friend, somebody on the periphery, but we all know somebody that believes something completely out there, like Tupac Shakur is alive and living at the Illuminati Hotel on the moon. Now imagine a thousand times more people falling for this, and they're all eligible to vote. QAnon followers did not start as crazy as QAnon has gotten right now. It's escalating news that's fake, slowly turning them more and more extreme, and they were able to branch out and basically get the yoga community. The anti-vax community got pulled into it, and et cetera, because it dovetailed in the Venn diagram of crazy, essentially what we're talking about here. And so the question then really becomes is, how on earth do we keep our reality intact? And there's no easy answer for that. There really isn't. Because how do we, for example, deprogram a terrorist who believes he needs to die on behalf of his beliefs while taking the rest of us with him? How do we integrate empathy into humans that have shown very little and don't really have an emotional lexicon? The default answer has always been time and patience, though both are in short supply these days. And given the attempts at undermining democratic safeguards, there really is no time here for this. What we can do is combat disinformation with facts and truth in a caring and upfront way. We can push for education, but that's never going to happen nationally. The Finns did it. They were able to educate their population on how to spot, basically, uh, artificial news from Russian intelligence that was pumping it out in the Finnish election in 2017, and they did an absolutely fantastic job at that. It didn't work. Those candidates didn't win. But we don't have that time, and we're not going to have that here in the United States. All we can do is hold on to factuality and do our best to get through this storm. Hopefully see you on the other side.